My beloved disciples, the appointed hour is at hand. Let us descend to our lair where hell awaits. Welcome to the Northwest Metal Zone. Oh, oh, oh. 
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Northwest Metal Zone. I am Chance. I'm your host, and we just kicked off the show with Versus the Nothing and a track called Invisible Asylum. So welcome once again. It's time to uh, to delve into the Northwest metal scene and, uh, and share some metal with you. And uh, we have another... Another guest interview this week, so back to back weeks we've had bands in the studio with us, but I'm not gonna. It's gonna be a secret here for a little bit longer, and then they're gonna jump in in a few minutes, and uh, then we'll let you know what's going on. Um, so I'm excited about that. It's always fun when we can have a band in and, and get to know them better. And this is a band that we've been playing on the show for a while, so uh, it's time to get to know them. It's past time to get to know them. So uh, hope everything's been going well. Uh, we are into the month of December, so you know some people are into the holidays, and uh, if you're into that thing, then good for you. And if you're not, then you know <laughs> celebrate whatever you want to celebrate. We're not gonna promote anything. Or, uh, in fact, I think I'm gonna do my uh, anti-Christmas black metal show again this year, the week before Christmas. So uh, the band that is in the studio with us will definitely be featured on that show when I put that playlist together. So. Uh, and last year we had uh, Blood Etchings in the studio for that show, so maybe we'll find someone else to, to come in and we'll come in and, and celebrate in our own way. Um, actually, you know what? I was looking at the wrong page. That was not the that was the incorrect first track that you listened to. I'm sorry. That was uh, that was actually Immolate the Saints with Devil's Makeover that led off the show. Sorry about that. I was looking back through my notes to see if there was anything from last week that I wanted to talk about this week. Sorry, guys. Immolate the Saints, Devil's Makeover. There, I mentioned it twice, so you got a double mention. My, what I was looking at is there is a, uh, just want to remind you one more time, uh, coming up on December 17th, which is a Metal Monday at the 2-Bit, um, our friends Primordial Conviction from Alaska are coming down to, uh, to destroy the 2-Bit once again, so I wanted to make sure I gave them a little shout-out, and uh, maybe we can actually hook up an interview with them. Uh, actually, I shouldn't say them. It's a, It's... The fine black metal tradition of the one-man black metal band. Uh, so uh, maybe we can hook up an interview with him when he gets down here. We'll see what we can do. Um, so anyway, I don't think there's a whole lot that uh, that I want to talk about right now. Um, and we have a band here that's just that's just dying to jump in. So let's play a few more tracks for you, and then we'll get into that. Let's uh, kick off the next set. This is uh, a band called Humanity Delete and the track is called Necromantic Sorcery.
All right, so there we go, wrapping up the first full set for the Northwest Metal Zone tonight. Uh, the last band you heard was Solemn with I'm Left Behind. In the middle there, we had Black Queen with Lullaby of the Brackish. And then leading off the set, as we mentioned, Humanity Delete with Necromantic Sorcery. So we're gonna um, we're just going to say hi to this band here real quickly, and then we're going to play one of their tracks, and then we'll come back with a, with a full interview. But uh, let me introduce to you... Refacool, or at least a couple. Of, are there more members of the band than there are here? There's one more member. So, yeah, there's one more. so we have uh, with us today Emperor Balrog. Hey, and Spirit Crusher. Hello. <laughs> Spirit Crusher, and then we get hello. <laughs> that's aw- that's awesome. <laughs> that sucks you in, <laughs> and, and then, then it chews you in and spits you out. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, as I mentioned uh, in the lead-in to the show, we've been playing tracks from you guys for quite a long time, and I don't remember if I got them directly from you or just, you know, downloaded them somewhere, but, you know, somewhere along the line, I know I've gotten your music, and we played it several times on the show, so. Awesome, thanks. And Emperor Balrog contacted me a little while ago and said, you know, hey, how do we get an interview? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and here it is. We figured it out, and we got here, so... Uh, Let's go ahead, and uh, we're going to jump into one of your songs, Ceremonial Offerings, and yeah. so we're going to play that uh, for the fine folks listening out there, and then when that is over, we will be back to talk in depth with Refakul. Thank you. 
right. So that was ceremonial offerings. And we are back, and we're going to spend some quality time now with uh, with Refacool. So mm-hmm. thanks again for coming out, first of all. Yeah. Um, thanks for having us. You bet. Um, so let's, uh, let's just kind of dive in. Uh, tell us about the history of the band. How and where did you guys get started, and what has gotten you, uh, what's been your path to get to where we are today, sitting here in beautiful Tacoma, Washington? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we formed in uh, 2003 in Los Angeles, California. Uh, it was myself, uh, Lord Wolf, who's no longer with us right now, but um, he's always coming in and out every once in a while. We always see him. And uh, Lord Matthias. And uh, <clears throat> later we acquired a bassist. His name was Demericus. And then those guys left the band in like 2007. And uh, we recorded an album together. It's a three-track extended uh, EP uh calling the dark and it's got three tracks which is doomsday misery under the moon and calling the dark part two calling the dark part one didn't make it onto the ep because we we got cut short on studio time and oh, wow yeah and uh yeah basically uh, those guys got you know stick up their ass and didn't want to fucking be with us anymore so they took off and we kind of been at uh <laughs> standoff ever since <laughs> yeah and then we moved out here in like you know 2009 into the northwest and found lord Maduce, who's our drummer now he's actually the ex-drummer of scurvy okay the uh, second drummer of scurvy there was his brother was the original drummer it's just funny this band that's been out <laughs> here since like 1989 or some shit and uh yeah we've been playing music ever since we recorded luciferian war in 2009 and released it in 2011 yep fucking crazy it so took a really long time. it's been a it's been a long journey it sounds like yeah it's been brutal it has just but, trying to fucking play <laughs> but you've stuck with it yeah you've gotten some things recorded and uh and sounds like you've got a fairly stable lineup right now and yeah it's just the three of us we're doing uh just guitar with guitar synth so it's like two layers and then uh drums and then her vocals as well as mine sweet so um how often do you, I mean, I see you, it seems like you guys play around fairly often. Is that a. Yeah. We accurate? try to play as like, like two to three times a month okay. as, or we want to play more, but you know, having jobs and shit just interferes and family uh, and all that. And life just gets in the way. It of, does, of, dude. It fucking <laughs> does. <laughs> it does. So you got to pay the bills and yeah. keep a roof over your head it's and true. all that crap. So, um, do you have a speaking of playing live and everything? Do you? I always like to ask this question. Do you have like a favorite venue to play, or uh, or or if you don't want to answer that question, some bands don't like to answer that. They feel like they're getting put on the spot. So, do you have a funny story that you could tell us of a a gig that just you know was the nightmare gig that went completely wrong? Everything that could go wrong <laughs> did go wrong. Or I got one. <laughs> yeah, well, why? Which one? Go ahead. Well, every one of them's a nightmare. It seems like. <laughs> um, They're all fine. I just think there was a lot more hype for the place than there was supposed to be. And at the time, we had a second, or was he the bassist at the time? I think he was the bassist at the time, and he was underage. Uh, and he couldn't get into the bar. But there was, like, no one there. And so it was really, really cold. And, like... I had to sit in the car with him because oh, I felt bad. It was snowing out too. It was snowing. Oh, man. It was, it was really bad. And like, I, he was crying. I was laughing. <laughs> I was like, you're 
was <laughs> <laughs> my hands are cold and there was no one there and i was wearing a little skirt it was horrible <laughs> <laughs> yeah that doesn't sound like a lot of fun yeah they they said they like would you know give us drinks and stuff like this and that there was a lot of gonna be a lot of people there and it was just the complete opposite yeah and having to sit in the cold all night when you know yeah that would suck i think recently that's one of the worst ones i'm Mm. sure you could probably think of something worse yeah i think we played with abigail williams in february of this year and uh in portland and um our keyboardist was completely out of time you know, it was just a complete nightmare show. Yeah. It was like, oh man, no one's in time. No one's listening to each other. Yeah. <laughs> no one gives a shit. It's like, fuck, dude. We were all so negative that time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, but I'm, I'm sure there's been plenty of really good gigs as well, too. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Nights where everything is just on. and There's been a lot more better gigs than bad gigs. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. More Otherwise, better. you might have thrown in the towel by now. And just <laughs> more better. <laughs> more better. Sorry. Hey, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> so uh, let, I'd like to talk to uh, each of you individually briefly here and kind of learn about your influences and uh, you know talk about... I, I forgot to ask you what it is that you do in the band exactly. So tell us what you do in the band and then... Um, in, in terms of like, if you play if you're playing an instrument, is that your original instrument? Have you learned other things? What was what were your influences to get you into that and get you into the music that you're playing now? So go ahead. Um. Well, I'm the vocalist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> what, what are your influences? Well, what? Uh, okay, so yeah, what what got you interested in being a, a singer? And uh, was it always um, this style of music, or it wasn't always this style of music? Um, but when I was younger, I was raised by my grandparents, and they would go to these meetings about two to three times a month, uh, Gilbert and Sullivan meetings. Oh wow. And I would have to go and sing. I mean, I'm talking at like two years old. I was having Holy to cow. sing like Gilbert and Sullivan stuff because wow. I refused to play an instrument. I sucked yeah. at it. So. <laughs> well, most people would it too, you know. <laughs> well, they. My grandma was a concert pianist, and okay. my grandfather was a violinist. That's what they did, you know. So um, it was kind of expected of me to start very yeah. young, you know. But uh, that's pretty much my influence. You know, okay. I started there and then just started going to school choirs and stuff like that. And I listened to all kinds of music. Um, honestly, for a long time, I didn't really know the metal that I listen to now yeah. <laughs> existed, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until it was introduced to me. And once it was, it pretty much changed my life. I haven't listened to anything else since so. cool was there a specific band that kind of hooked you in or it was just uh <laughs> and, and and still is a favorite today or uh um honestly <laughs> this is gonna sound i think the word is cliche maybe i don't know but uh the first band i actually listened to was pantera okay i don't listen to it anymore <laughs> yeah and cowboys from hell is still awesome. yeah cowboys from hell but i i've gotten a lot darker i think the first darkest thing i listened to was probably mayhem Okay. And at first I kind of didn't understand it, but then, you know, I listened to it again and I... But there was enough that kind of grabbed a oh, hold of yeah, you and made totally. you want to listen to oh, more. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And then it just progressed from there. I listen to more like symphonic stuff now. But yeah. Yeah. So. But, I mean, that's some good stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I like opera and 
weird okay. shit. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's funny because uh, you know all the bands that I've talked to, I think people that never listen to metal kind of pigeonhole people who do listen to metal that we're just all a bunch of you know Neanderthal freaks that you know. That's all we listen to is this music with indecipherable lyrics and vocals and everything. And, <laughs> it's and, true, yeah. And, you know, you know, it's amazing to me how many bands come through here that have members who are, like, classically trained at what they do. Um, there's a band um, uh, in Seattle called Red Queen Theory, and they have two female vocalists who are both, like, classically trained, nice. and they're just nice. amazing but you know, there's there's bands that have like th- their drummers have jazz backgrounds and you know all these you know all these varied things and and so many people in metal actually listen to all kinds of music and yeah. probably more inclusively than most people do. But yet, you know, to the outside world, it's like, oh, you guys just listen to that weird shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. And it's it's interesting. <laughs> so that's my job is to help people understand that yeah. understand the metal. But we're still gonna listen to metal. Yeah, of <laughs> course. Yeah. yeah, that's number one. <laughs> All right, you, sir, how about uh, your musical, your personal musical journey? Uh, personal musical journey. Uh, most of my influences are like, you know, it started with like LA glam and, you know, I was a, like really young kid and growing up in LA, I got to see a lot of the glam scene and, uh, you know, bands like Kiss and Rush are definitely some top tier bands for me. And it's, uh, you know, grew into metal by watching uh, Headbangers Ball, you know, I'd come home yeah. and throw on mtv and you know at certain times of the day it'd be on and i'd watch it and i got to watch the transition of you know hair metal into uh <laughs> glam metal it was weird and then fucking uh you know death metal came out really strong and i got to watch interviews with you know, chuck Schuldner and stuff and yeah. chris barnes and i just start, i got hooked you know i saw morbid angel videos and all kinds of stuff and then eventually uh, my brother you know he got older and he started getting into metal and just showing me all kinds of stuff and I love classical music, jazz, a lot of things. I try to incorporate a lot of music into what I do, you know, into yeah. the writing. And I play the guitar and write most of the music and the play lyrics. the guitar synth and do. I write the lyrics and do the screaming and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so have you? So when did you start? To, how young were you when you started playing guitar? Uh, I was probably like 16, 17. I was older. I yeah. didn't really get trained. I taught myself almost everything. That's cool. And then I had to watch other people doing their tricks and stuff. And I got to see a lot of the old fogies come out of the fucking 80s scene, you know, wannabe Yngwie Malmsteen guys. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was this one dude, John Holland. Uh, he was a fucking badass dude. And he would just always shred, you know, and we'd fucking, we'd sit and do, you know, drugs together and all <laughs> kinds of shit. And, yeah. You know, and fucking, uh, he, he just shred in front of me. And eventually I picked up a lot of the stuff that he was doing and, yeah, learned a lot of like arpeggios and scales, and and eventually started learning theory and yeah, yeah. A lot of time in front of the mirror with a guitar. <laughs> yeah, a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> Which didn't pay off because I still don't do shit on stage. <laughs> Stand there, fucking doing nothing. Yeah, probably probably doing more than nothing. You know, <laughs> maybe you're selling yourself short a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> He's hard on himself. He really is. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to you know jump around and do all the guitar hero moves when you're when you're playing at ninety miles an hour too. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. a lot of tremolo picking and yeah, <laughs> shredding and fucking. 
I was just chuckling to myself when you mentioned like Kiss and Rush because I play in a, a Kiss cover band and nice. we just did a show last night with a Rush cover band. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. So uh, that was just kind of a pers- yeah. personal chuckle there. So, uh, <laughs> All right. So uh, that tells us about yourselves and uh, how the band got to where you are today. So you obviously have things going on. Um, yeah. You have, uh, you have a, I guess we could call it a little uh, festival coming up on the 10th. Yeah, it's a so Northwest tell- Barriers of the Black Flame. Yeah, let us know about that. Uh, it's just something I wanted to throw together because I noticed there was a lot of, uh, you know, metal fests going on around here, small ones, you know, pretty well organized and stuff. And uh, But none of them were, were focusing on, like, the darker side of metal. Not necessarily just black metal, but really just dark fucking metal. Most of it was just, like, a mix of death metal, thrash metal, fucking weird, all kinds of, you know, every kind of subgenre you can think of. Um, and I was just like, well, fuck it, man. Let's do something that's focusing on what we do and got a bunch of bands together and it almost didn't go through if I can, almost can confirm some of these bands but we got like five Oregon bands and three nice. Seattle bands well two Seattle bands one Oli band us and uh yeah it's on the 10th it's 10 bucks at the door and it's at the two bit and if I can hope to see a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah let's let's at least pack the two bit right? right right it's a small venue but yeah. it's a it's a personal and it's fun when it gets packed. It's a, yeah, it's, it's fucking awesome. Um, okay, so the 10th is a Monday. So this is airing on the 4th. So it's going to be the Monday that's just coming up. And uh, I'm guessing, since you got that many bands, it's not going to be a show that starts at 9 in the evening like the usual no, no, Metal it's Monday. Start, it's going to start at 6 p.m. And <laughs> okay. we're going to do like half-hour sets until the last two bands. It'll probably get an hour each. Okay. So that is Monday the 10th at the 2-Bit Saloon in beautiful Ballard, Washington. Yeah, yeah. 10 bucks and starting at 6 instead of 9. So don't show up at 9. You'll miss, like, most of the bands. <laughs> yeah. And the bands are uh, <laughs> Cult of Unholy Shadows, Panzer God, Tormentium. Nice. We got, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty stacked line of Aetherium. Uh, I can't even say their name right. Uh, Grim Ritual, Sacrament of Impurity, Bukaki Bloodbath, and ourselves, Reficle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's fucking brutal name <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> yeah so uh, so i know a couple of those bands yeah we've a couple bands that we play on the show um actually we have some sacrament of impurity coming up a little later in the show so. sweet yeah like that was they were actually the first band i interviewed when i started the show oh was, really uh, yeah hell yeah talked to jess and a couple of the other guys and uh, nice. yeah they're cool guys yeah they're good guys i like them all right, so that uh, so that's the fest that you have coming up, but then I'm sure that you have uh, other things going on as well. Yeah, so, uh, fill us in on like uh, any shows you have upcoming, and I know you've been doing some recording, so uh, fill us in on all of that. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're actually recording, uh, and it's older material, but uh, going to be on a newer album. It's going to be called Into the Mirror, and uh, it's nine tracks. And uh, do it was supposed to be released on New Year's Eve, but we had a few complications with equipment and certain things so we had to pro shit out to about uh, sometime in mid-january maybe later than that probably okay. who knows when <laughs> let's be honest i don't fucking know when i keep telling him to stop putting dates on <laughs> no more dates well but it sounds like even if it gets pushed into january i mean we're in december now so it's not yeah it's not, it's not far. super far it's not like a. It's not like it's going to take you another three years to get it out, hopefully. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> hope I didn't just jinx it by saying that or anything. I mean, our last one, we had five years in between two releases, so yeah. we're not doing so well on uh, time here. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but that happens. I mean, when you're doing it all yourself and you're getting it all out there yourself and, and everything, it's... Uh, yeah, it's, it's fun, but a pain in the ass. It's yeah. definitely a pain in the ass. It's because of costs. Everything costs. Yeah. Well, yeah, nothing nothing is done for free, so unfortunately. Um, <laughs> and I can't remember if we were actually on the air or before we were... Re- we're recording this but uh you know life gets in the way of all that stuff you know you got to work and you yeah. gotta you gotta pay the bills and uh fucking bills i mean you could get a great recording done and then you know go live under a bridge somewhere but <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be cool so <laughs> a needle in my arm so glad i don't have fucking kids right <laughs> yeah that that adds a whole <laughs> new level to everything <laughs> fuck that <laughs> So, uh, so do you have any shows coming up besides uh, besides the fest? Anything coming up over the next uh, few weeks? Or no, that's uh, the only one we you know we are just gonna wait till after the recording before we start jumping back into shows. And just okay. Concentrate on that and try to get that released, and then uh, eventually try to get a live DVD out and a few other things in the works. You know, we have a few other albums pending. We have a total of four albums that need to be recorded, but. Uh, with at the rate we're going, who knows when they'll be released? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you need to you need to find somebody that's got a nice uh, little setup somewhere for you and uh, yeah, <laughs> willing to willing to just let you do it for nothing or uh, no, nah, I just use my iMac and my uh, you know Pro Tools and try to do it that way. But pff, with scheduling and all that, it's such a pain in the ass, dude. Because singing in the bathroom is so awesome. It is. <laughs> we'll get that fixed. <laughs> well you know i mean some people some people like to sing in the shower and everything so you know maybe <laughs> <laughs> don't you feel at home in there <laughs> now i feel at home in the kitchen i know you do that's where you belong <laughs> <laughs> and now we find the true mindset <laughs> okay are we good? Are we back under control and everything? Everything's fine. The witch cackles under control. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, let's see. So we've covered your the history of your band, and we've covered uh, your personal musical histories and what you have going on now. And uh, uh, I guess uh, what's a good way for people to keep in touch with Refacool and find out what's going on and all the latest happenings with the band. Um, I guess mainly through, I guess, Facebook or Twitter or MySpace or whatever, Reverb Nation. It's uh, ReverbNation.com slash Refical. Or you just type Refical in, and most of, most of the time it's uh, ours is on the first page. So you can find anything and just contact us, and it'll go straight to my email, and I'll get back to you. I, can, I take care of everything. So yeah. piss me off. I'll tell you to fuck off. <laughs> and I can vouch for the fact that you – you pay attention to your email and you get back. To Hell people yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. He, he takes it serious and that's good. That's yeah. good. How about, uh, where does the band name come from? Uh, it's Lucifer backwards. And, uh, oh. it started with that whole into the mirror concept because we were going to carve it into our chest and try to get it, you know, to have this whole hidden meeting and, it's a whole long story, but basically, well, it's you can, we got time. You can you can tell the story. If you want. <laughs> I mean, if it's if it's like a personal story, and I'm kind of trying to pressure you into it, but you know, you you have time to share if you want to. Uh, yeah, basically, we're just gonna carve a reficle into our chest, and it's gonna be Lucifer backwards, and you know, just to go along with some of the things that we personally believe in, and it's uh yeah we figured we just, it was it stuck you know different it was, we yeah. had it for 10 years we were gonna change it at one point we yeah. kind of got like uh, it's like you know 
Well, because pe- people were pronouncing it wrong. Yeah, We've they didn't know what the happen. fuck it was. And oh, then wow. when you think about it, it's like, oh, wow, what a high school name, you know, fucking Lucifer <laughs> backwards. But it really has know, a lot I've more looked, meaning to us than I've looked at it. Think. I've looked at it several times, and that never occurred to me at all that that's what it was. So. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's why we have that song, Lucifer. You know, and, uh, Now that makes sense. Yeah, and that whole, actually, album, the Luciferian War, it's a whole story <laughs> leading up to the Enlightenment and the final embodiment and... Yeah, I don't want to go too deep into it. You have to listen to the whole album of Luciferian War to sure. get the whole concept. But it's, yeah. So is that something you try to do with your lyrics? Uh, do you try to uh, try to tell a story like that, or do yeah. you try to you know tell you know let people know what your beliefs are? Or yeah, you know? kind of kind of lay it out there in a certain way, uh, just more or less. It's like a ritual, and uh, kind of for for us and especially from myself and uh yeah i take a lot of influence from rush in that sense that we try to make uh, each album a concept album mm-hmm. type thing and it all they all flow into each other in a certain way and there's usually a reason for every little thing on the album usually yeah. besides calling the dark part one not being <laughs> not <calling laughs> the dark, but yeah yeah well that's 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 cool because a lot of times you know it seems like you know songs just get written, or so it's you know <laughs> albums just get put together. So when I, to me it's cool when there's like a concept behind it, or there's an, some idea and some actual thought and planning, and right. um, I mean that makes the in, the music a little more interesting. And and like now I'm gonna go home and listen to that in a lot more detail and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and see if I can uh, see what I can get out of that so so when you say then that you've got four albums ready to go this you've got all the music and everything and yeah, the concepts and everything yeah. planned out you just got to get the time to and the finalization of the lyrics but that's the final part i mean i have the concept of each thing it's just finalizing each vocal part but other than that yeah the songs are done and ready to go it's just you need to buckle down and get it out there and you know they're actually getting more complex song structures because before <laughs> we did a lot of ambient stuff where it's kind of backed off on the guitar or more about just the ambient vibe and what we were feeling or what I was feeling at the time. And so it's going to get a little crazier. It's going to a little get, get a little more brutal and yeah. And that's okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just make sure you share it with us so we can share it with everyone else. Fuck and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so when you guys, uh, we got a little more time to go here. When you guys came up from uh, LA, was it just, uh, was it for personal reasons or you just wanted to get into a different place? Uh, I mean, did you feel like the Northwest was a better place to get your music out or um, a combination of things? Yeah, we used to visit here a lot since uh, the formation of Reficle because her dad lived out here, or lived in Olympia, and that's how we found Olympia. But I'm, uh, I was originally born in Canada, and I wanted to move back there. Okay. Tried to move there, but she wasn't allowed to go, so... Yeah, they wouldn't let me live there. <laughs> so we uh, found another place that we liked, and it happened to be Olympia, so we uh, so we stayed there, and... We were getting everything ready to be in Vancouver, and we had a place all worked out. But they were like, "No, fuck you! You're not getting any, you yeah. know, residency." And kiss our ass and get the hell out of here, Abud. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, not to get all political here, but wait a minute. So, hmm. you mean that all the crap that our country gets for immigration policies, and there's countries that have har- harsher immigration policies. Is that what you're trying to? Oh yeah, Dude, <laughs> I know I'm being sarcastic. You have to like, have <laughs> a clean record for ten, 10 years, years yeah. even if you're married to a Canadian. Yeah, and wow. I'm not a citizen here, but you know, fucking, I like it here, so it's not bad. I dig it. So even being his wife, I can't. Yeah. Yep. 
That's nuts. That's yeah. fucked up. So, and I think Fuck I've got like what sometimes. two years, <laughs> two years left before my records clean. Oh yeah, and socialized like medicine is not what yeah. you think it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually lived in Canada for a couple of years. Socialized medicine is not not well, not what you think it is. It's not anywhere yeah. near what it's all cracked up to be. No. And uh, don't get like really really sick in a country that has socialized medicine because you'll cry. Yeah, but we we fell in love with Oli, so we're just gonna stay here, and it's closer to our family back yeah. in L.A. and. We can always visit if we have to yeah. to Canada. So and there's no breed specific legislation there, so our dogs are welcome. And yeah, that was another. That's a big issue for us, right? So there. you have really mean dogs, is that? No, <laughs> they're not mean. No. Or one of the those, mean ones. Or one of We're those breeds that are. people perceive to be mean. Yes, yes. Yep. yeah, we have, we have pit bulls. Yeah. yeah, my brother has a pit bull. It's the sweetest dog I've ever known. <laughs> she's like, she she's mm. comes every time I go over to his house. She tries to sit in my lap, and I mean, yeah. she's this big pit oh, bull. Oh yeah, they think they're lap dogs. Yeah, are, she's yeah. best dogs in the world. Yeah. 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 Yeah, she is. She's awesome. But, yeah. you know, it's a killer. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you threatened a member of the family, yeah, she probably would yeah. tear your yeah, head off. But that's, that's kind of what you want your dog to do. So, But they just do that instinctually. They don't, right. you know, it's the owners, not the breed. Oh, yeah, I know so. that. But, you know, most people, it's like a lot of other things. People don't take the time to educate themselves. It's and true. so they just make assumptions. and, and uh, Ignorant bastards. That's right. There's all, <laughs> the, world is, the world is full of ignorant bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Among other things. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Well, um, we got a little more time left. If there's anything else you guys want to talk about, or otherwise, we can uh, we can wrap this up and get into a little more music. And you're welcome to hang out for the rest of the show, and you know, I'm help me fill in some time between. Uh, cool. Between yeah. Sets, so listen to our music. Check it out. It's a little simple, but you'll like it, and Buy it gets better. Shit. <laughs> I don't think it's simple at all, but <laughs> which is kind of why I like it. There's all, there's all kinds of little complexities going on there. Yeah. You have to listen closely sometimes. You do. But, uh, yeah. No, I heard it and I was like, "Damn, I got, <laughs> I got to play that." They're from the Northwest, right on. I can play that on my show. Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right, well, then I uh, want to thank you guys for coming in and uh, specifically awesome. doing the interview. And like I said, you're welcome to hang out for the last little bit of the show, too. We're just going to play a few more tunes. And yeah, there's talk donuts about over the there. Tunes. You got me sold. Yeah, there, and there are donuts. I'm not sure. How did they? Did you bring those in, Wonder Boy? Right. Oh, they're left over from this morning? Well, there's, they got to be fresh still. Maybe. Fuck it. A bit stale, <laughs> but. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to wrap up this uh, set with Reficool. As always, when I have a band in the studio, we like to take a good chunk of the show and, and get to know the band well. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna oh that's one more question I can give you. So we're gonna play "Misery Under the Moon," which is my personal favorite of oh, your nice. tracks. Um, and we played "Ceremonial Offerings" uh, earlier, leading into the interview. Anything you want to anything specific you want to tell us about either of those songs, or uh, just that? Uh, just listen to them. Yeah, listen to them and try to find the message in there and see if it works well with what you like. And if it doesn't. Fuck off! All right, so we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna roll with uh, misery under the moon, and then we'll be back. <laughs>
All right, we are back once again. We just shared a long uh, stretch of the show with Refacool, so uh, thank you once again. They're actually still here, or some some traces of them are still here. Some, something is going on. And people wonder why I think this studio is haunted. You know, I just I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we had a long stretch of conversation there and some music, and we're going to get right back into some more music because I still have about seven songs to play for you tonight, and we are we are getting a little short on time. So uh, we're going to jump right back in. This is Where the Dead Are with Catacombs. Thank you. 
All right. We are back once again, and I still have my friends here with me, but I'm not going to tell you who they are, but they're having a really good time. <laughs> so we wrapped, we wrapped up that last set there with Sacrament of Impurity with Frozen, Frozen in the Eternal Godless Winter. It's a great track. If you haven't seen the video those guys did for that track, you got to go go on YouTube and find that that video. Those guys literally went out into the woods up yeah. north and it was snowing and it was cold and they've got their shirts off. They had to have just frozen shirts. their asses off doing that, but it's an awesome video. So <laughs> Check it out if you can. In in the middle of the set there we had Funeral Age with Lives for an Eye. I love that video. And uh, leading off the set, we had Where the Dead Are with Catacombs. So uh, since we're running out of time and we're, we're, uh, we're down to uh, just about down to our final set, I wanted to take a couple minutes and tell you how you can reach the Northwest Metal Zone because I like it when people stay in contact with us. The whole idea of the show and the Facebook page and everything is so that we can just have a community for metal bands and, and fans and uh, some place where we can all connect and kind of just uh, enjoy what we enjoy, which is metal. Kiss and rush. <laughs> it's all about the metal. The metal. Yeah, Do see? you love the metal? I love the metal. Wow. <laughs> My friends are getting into it here. Yeah, the demons <laughs> the demons haven't been in the studio for a while, so this is awesome. <laughs> so you can find the Northwest Metal Zone on Facebook. And the Facebook page is just NW Metal Zone. If you need the whole URL, it's www.facebook.com backslash NW Metal Zone. Um, we've got about uh, 1,300 people who follow the page there. And uh, they're not all just uh, in the Northwest. we got people all over the U.S. and actually a pretty fair number of people internationally that follow the page. And so... You know, bands, when you post something on there, you know, you're if you post a video or you post a stream of a new song or something, um, you know, people are seeing it all over the place. So that's kind of cool. It was way more than I ever expected would happen with that page, but um, I'm glad it has. It's it's cool that people are paying attention. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, there's a, it's a place where uh, bands post information about shows they have coming up, uh, you know, videos that they've done, songs that they've recorded, new CDs, new albums that they have coming out or anything. Uh, so it's a good way to keep in touch, and I encourage bands to use that for that purpose because that's why I set the page up. So um, if you don't already, if you're, if you're on Facebook and you don't already like the page, just go like the page, and then you'll see everything. Well, maybe not everything, but you know, you'll see a lot of things. <laughs> and then uh, I also have an email address set up uh, so that you can email me. Uh, it Trying to keep it simple and consistent, it's nwmetalzone at gmail.com. Uh, bands, that is the best way to send tracks to me if you have something you would like me to play on the show. And I get those questions all the time. It's very, very simple. If you send, me, if you send music to me, I'm going to play it. Now, depending on what kind of music, <laughs> I should clarify that if you send metal, I will play it. If you send, you know, don't send Bieber. No, yeah, don't send Bieber or anything remotely similar to that, or it won't get played. But if you send me metal, it'll get played. And then, depending on you know how well it really fits in with the show, how well it you know people receive it. If I get you know people saying, "Oh, that was a great track" or something, then you know I'll probably play it again. Here's another hint: if you want to be played multiple times, send me multiple songs. And I'll play it, you know, every song you send me, I'll play it at least once. So, you know, you get your you get your music out there. And uh, 
So that's another way to uh, that's another way to get a little exposure. You know, any any way that you can get your music out there, I guess, is is good. You want people to hear what you're doing, and and uh, I know not everybody wants to be a, a million selling artist and all the crap that goes along with that. But you know, you want at the same time you take the time to write the music and record it and everything, so you want people to hear it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, see the. <clears throat> <laughs> So, uh, and then, you know, email, you know, anything else you want to email, comments, complaints, suggestions, whatever. Um, I will answer your emails. I'm not always the fastest, and I will admit that because uh, my personal situation is that I'm working two jobs right now and have kind of a crazy schedule sometimes. So I don't, literally, there are days where I don't have time to even sit down in front of the computer and do anything. But uh, I will answer your email. Just be patient with me, and uh, and I will get back to you. Um, so... Uh, that being said, that's how you can get in touch and keep in touch with the Northwest Metal Zone. Um, so uh, we still have we still have some time to fill here. So I don't know um, I don't know well, what exactly we're going to do about well, that. What are we gonna do? <laughs> let's talk. Yes, let's talk. But I'm not sure what we should talk about. Um, let's talk about demons. Where are you right now? Let's talk about. <laughs> <laughs> you know I these been conjured these these the depths of hell that sounds sexual tell me more <laughs> <laughs> to conquer what you call earth or my bottle <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, that's good radio right there. Yeah, this could be the final episode of the Northwest Media Zone, folks. So, uh, hope you've enjoyed. This is episode eighty-one. There may not be an no. There will be an eighty-two. The 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 head honcho of the station is literally just sitting a few feet away from us. So he's uh, he's watching us. I thought he was going to come in and join us actually, but uh, he's he's chilling in his TV room and. Maybe he's not going to come see us after all. I don't know, but uh, don't take offense. That's all right. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> we have got a little bit more music to play for you. Actually, it's uh, it's kind of a. Well, I guess it's not going to be that long of a set. There's a there's one track in there that's a little on the long side, but uh, so we're going to kick off the set with that, and then we'll be back for a few more minutes to wrap things up. But let's get into the final four tracks of the evening. This is Nihilistic Terrorist with Hierarchy of Heretics.
All right. Well, there you go. There is the last set of the evening. So let's uh, let's uh, in backwards order from what you just heard to what started out the set. 
Uh, we ended everything with abject offering with He Who Avoids the Light. Uh, then the next to last track was Tainted Substance with Graves. And that taint that's Tainted Substance, which is different than a substance on your taint. And then we had Rise from the Fallen with Straight Down. And leading off the set, we had Nihilistic Terrorist with Hierarchy of Heretics. So um, we still have we still have our friendly we still have our friends. I'm not sure what they sound like. Somebody say something. Hi. Oh, we're oh, normal again. Oh man, <laughs> they're deceived. back to normal. Wonder Boy <laughs> just pulled the rug out from under us. <laughs> no more characters. All right. So um, one more question I thought of, uh, and now that you're in your normal voices, maybe this will be a little easier to do too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys fans of uh, horror movies? Yes. yes. And uh, do you have a particular favorite? Mm. Or one that you saw that you just went, damn, I got to watch more of that. Oh, man. And the reason I ask, and I'll fill a little time so you have a, a second to think, <laughs> is we have, a, we have a guy down here in Tacoma who works, we have this little independent theater that still is not digital. It's actually, there. everything's on 35 millimeter film still. Oh, shit. And so he digs up these prints, and then once a month he calls it Grindhouse Theater, and he puts it on. And, nice. um, and so, yeah, for two nights in a row, he'll show uh, some old, you know, classic horror film. Uh, so he's been doing that for a few months and that's been pretty cool. He's been on the show a couple of times talking about it and I'm, I'm, I'm way into that stuff. So, yeah. Um, sounds awesome. um what's the one where they got the turtle? That's not a horror movie. That's oh, but, okay. Well, that's the one. I well, it horrifies her. Cannibal Holocaust. Cannibal Holocaust. Cannibal Holocaust. I know, but I just, didn't well, I, don't, I don't know. I like it. We got a lot of favorites. It's, I, we do. It's too many. Everything from, you know, all the old 80s slasher films to, you know, like Nightmare on Elm Street, of course. And Yeah, you got to... Old school shit. You can't yeah. go wrong with that stuff. Even older than that, too. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of good movies out there. Yeah. <laughs> Dead Silence. Was oh, it the Prowler thing? Uh, Dead Silence. <laughs> hey. It's only terrifying because of ventriloquism. Beware of the stare of Mary Shaw. Horrifying. Mary Shaw is fucked. She's fucked. Yeah, we'll definitely check that Grindhouse Theater out. That yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah, cool. it is. It's and you can just it's on uh, Facebook. It's just uh, the the theater is called the Grand, the nice. Grand, the Grand Cinema. I think is what they call it. And okay. uh, so that they've got a Facebook page for that, and then it's Grindhouse Theater yeah, at yeah. the Grand Cinema, and nice. the, so they have a page for that. So we really like musicals too. Do you? Yeah, you're being serious. Yeah, that, that's the Gilbert and Sullivan influence going way, way, I way, way back. I think so. Yeah, yeah. he and likes them too. So. Yeah, I do. Yeah. He admits to it, so you know it's <laughs> it's not like oh come on, you just told my deep dark secret, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing to hide. Or musicals out. like Oklahoma, or you know stuff mm. like that. Or the <laughs> comes let's, let's not get let's not get too carried away. Right? Yeah, no, yeah. not too carried. Away. <laughs> All right. Well, we only got a couple minutes left, so let's uh, make sure that we say our thank yous and goodbyes. So I'll go first, and I'll make sure I leave you thank guys you. some time. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> that was quick. Uh, so I just want to thank everybody, as always, for listening to the show, for checking us out for another week, and uh, as always, thanks to the bands who. Uh, have that creative spark and get together in their garage or their dank basement or dingy practice space or wherever it is. And, uh, you know, but put the music together and record it, you know, go out and play it live. That's the best, obviously. And, uh, without the bands doing their thing, we wouldn't have all this music to play for you. And it's, and it's really amazing to me, just the wealth of talent and the great bands that there are right just here in the Northwest. Um, (laughs) 
So thanks. And of course, to Refakul, thanks for coming in. Thank you, man. You're thank welcome. you. So you guys thank have you. you guys have a minute if you have anybody you would like to sh- give a shout out to or say thank you to or mm. And then it was dead air. <laughs> right? Thank you to everyone who supports us. And uh thanks to the people who listen to the show. Because, uh, I mean, without you guys, we probably wouldn't be sitting here right now talking to you, boring you, <laughs> making love to you. Um, you know, and I got to say thanks to uh, Joe Lacina, who does all our artwork yeah, and is our biggest supporter. Yeah. He does everything artistic for us possible. So. Sweet. And seriously, yeah. though, thanks everyone He's who awesome. listens to us and buys our yeah. merch and shit. And yeah, we, we do. It. We do actually appreciate it. Yeah. We try. Yeah. <laughs> And don't forget the, uh, and I just forgot the name of it, on the 10th, Northwest Bearers of the Black Flame Fest at 2-Bit Saloon, <coughs> December 10th, 10 bucks, eight fucking bands, you can't, you can't go wrong. That's like, and like, don't forget to say happy birthday to Wes. Uh, oh, is it Wes's man. birthday? Yes. On the 10th? Uh-huh. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, I hope he doesn't kill me for that one. <laughs> nah, he won't. All right. Well, uh, the the timer is flashing red at us, which means we're uh, we're out of time. So uh, thanks again to everyone for everything, and I'll see you in seven days on the Northwest Metal Zone. Our time is at an end, my friends. But join us again next week for another journey through the Northwest Metal Zone.